Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo and as always I'm joined by two absolute ballers. It's a bit of a special episode today though. Today's ballers are not from Switzerland. I'm connected with two very good friends from my London football team, Brent FC. I'm joined by Alex Robinson, the gaffer, sat in West London. And Keir Childs, the captain of the team, also sat in West London. How are we doing, boys? Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. As you've probably deduced from my altered intro, this is going to be a special episode in which we talk about the season at Brent FC, a review, if you will. Uh, But we won't change the usual procedure and we'll start with some random questions. Alex, what was the best team performance you think the ones showed this year? Oh, there's been a there's been a few, but for me, I think it was um, I think it was Witten. I think I don't think we really dominated. I don't think it was a game you played in, but I don't think we. I don't think the scoreline showed it. But for me, just every time we got the ball, it was just pinging in behind their defence. We were running at them, causing them chaos. Um, that's a standout for me this season, where I think we played some really good football. Then, like we were just sort of popping off all the time. Although, although I think we only won that game two or three nil. Like it could have been. We could have absolutely smashed that team. That was for me. That was one that sort of stands out. I think. Love that you went with a with a game I didn't actually play in. Um, yeah, if if you, <laughs> Kier, if you could have one attribute of another player at the club, any player, any attribute, what would it be? Um, I think it would probably be Jaden's techiness. To be honest, that guy is just a master with the ball. If I if I could do half the stuff he could do and have the confidence to do it. Whew. Lethal, it'll be lethal. Yeah, that is what that I'm is a, is. that is a good shout. To be fair, shout out to Jaden for for his techers. Right, let's get into the show then, boys. We'll go chronologically. We'll start at preseason, perhaps even earlier. Um, but first, we'll talk in general. The dust has settled on our last game. It's been two weeks. It's been a very uh, for some of us a very traumatic game. Um, <clears throat> let's let's maybe start in a more broader sense, Alex. How how happy are you with with your first season in charge of of the ones? at Brentford. Yeah, overall I'm I'm think I'm pretty happy with how it's gone. Like we set out to change quite a lot in the ones, the ones mentality more so than anything else. Like you always know it's going to take a season or two to sort of change that mentality, but I think it's sort of shifted slightly. Um I think the boys really got behind it as well. Like we had a really small squad, you know, at times we had 15, 16 in the team. Um and that was sort of worrying, knowing that if we don't have four or five turn up one week, we're sort of caught short. But the mentality has been one thing for me that's been great. So, yeah, I, I, overall, I've, I've really enjoyed this this season. Nice. What were your... I mean, Keir, you were in the team last year and, and obviously you as well, Alex. You had, you had long, lengthy spells of injuries. Comparing the two seasons, maybe, Keir, for you kind of stepping into this role now as as a captain, as a vice vice captain, um, what were the biggest challenges for you this year? Um, yeah, so kind of, I've been here three seasons now. The first season, we got relegated. Um, halfway through last season, we were looking at relegation again. And then we had a couple of players join, like Ollie, Dwayne, Mario, really elevated the team. And then we ended up coming fourth. I think the second half of last season, we felt like a real strong 
team spirit. And I think one of the biggest challenges was how do we continue to adopt that team spirit while Alex is also making some pretty tough decisions, to be honest, at the beginning. Like, there were some players that had been in the ones for years, I'd probably say just by default of their character and who they are, whether they had the technical ability to really be in the ones team, I'm I'm not entirely sure. So kind of maintaining that team spirit. I also think that the the way that the club as a whole is structured now, I think Lee's done a great job of actually allowing like the best players to be in the ones, people funneling up to the ones. And we've seen, we've had quite a few players step in and help us out when needed this year. And I think, yeah, the, the team spirit, thankfully, has continued and kind of a club mentality as well, which, uh, yeah, which has been great to see, I think, at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I want, I'm going to want to talk about this, the sort of the start of the season and, and the transitional period that you mentioned there, Kia, but perhaps one more question about the season in general. Third place, Alex, I know you, you, you know, we, we spoke about winning the league and, and, finishing top and, and all and all of that is is third place still a good result I mean you said you're quite satisfied with it is there anything you wish had gone differently or, or are we like third is is good we'll we'll build on that where where do you stand on 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 this subject I think if you look at it from the start of the season we've probably been disappointed with it we've probably been disappointed with, with third how we started and how we were doing in pre-season but I think throughout you know it was only it was only a three-horse race you know there was only us economicals and Sheen and I think if you break down the results that Sheen and Economical has got against other teams, you know, like we, we probably were the third best in terms of, you know, what, how they had beaten other teams in our league. So when I look at it like that over the season, I think, you know, maybe we were a new group coming together. You know, you should probably suspect these other two teams have been playing together for a while. You know, this is a brand new team. You know, first time that you've been in the one savvy and, and hashy and quite a lot of other lads. So I think overall, when I look at it like that, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Yeah. But she, she... I think we can we can put toe-to-toe with, you know, any team, I think. You know, when we played in the cup runs, you know, we didn't have a full-strength squad. And we still, you know, we still walked out of those games thinking we probably should have won. So I think it's just yeah. something to build on, really. We were still finding our feet at that time of the season as well, weren't we? Yeah. I think that towards the like the second half of the season, we were a much better team than the first half, for sure. For sure. And I think if we did those kind of cut run games again, well, they were the division above us, right? Yeah, division one and two divisions above, yeah. We would smash them. I honestly believe we would smash them now. Like they they weren't that good, and we've we've proven in this league that we can go toe to toe with with the big guns. And uh, Sheen, for example, like you said, they have been playing together for years. They all went to school with each other. I was chatting to them after the game. They know exactly how each other plays. They know the strengths, the weaknesses. They got a game plan. That's stuff that we're going to figure out over time. And this is just the beginning. Yeah, let's get let's get into that. Actually, the the whole sort of how we all came together maybe let's rewind to perhaps a year ago is not a bad shout to start uh I remember very well here I think you approached me at roughly this time of year asking me if I'd be interested in maybe vice captaining you you were considering going for the for the role I also know because at that point Alex you and I hadn't actually spent that much time together which seems ludicrous now after after so many discussions and, and chats that we've had since um how how did that come together how did you 
sort of decide to run for this Alex and, and then get Kieran as, as your vice. And then, cause I was still busy testing up training and moving training to another location and then also approaching me to, to kind of be the third wheel um, in this whole thing, maybe in a positive sense, third wheel. Uh, but, but yeah, talk to us about the process of, of you training for a marathon, going for that once gig, planning the restructure that Kier mentioned with getting a lot of players out, moving a lot of players around in within the club. What were your, quite a, it's quite a big task that you set yourself. What made you go for it? I'd, I'd put my name forward a couple of times, you know, in the last three or four years, but, you know, we had pretty solid sort of managers that were sort of doing well and, you know, Andy, Rod, et cetera. So they just, you know, were happy to carry on. So, you know, it was absolutely fine. But then, I can't remember how it came about, but I think, I think, Kier's I approached you. I, was, I approached you. Yeah, though. that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> There's a I theme here. My, Me just trying to my, just not <laughs> try to get some help. <laughs> I think it was after my tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, so like, on tour, the committee were, were tapping me up to be to be captain and manager. And uh, like before joining Brent three years ago, at this point of being tapped up two years ago, I haven't played in like 10, 11 years. And uh, I wasn't ready. Like I'm still learning, figuring it out on the job, right? And I just wasn't ready for it. And I looked to you, Fabi, obviously like you know ball a lot. You're running the Swiss Ballers podcast, like you get it. So um I approached you and then um, after a few chats with the committee, they kind of said, well, Alex is organising these tournaments. Like if you do it with him, if you if you kind of form a motion with him, then uh, we'll approve it. So went there and then Alex said, you've done a done a great job, man. And like in, in pre-season, organising the tournaments, doing the, the tour, you know, you've shown that you've really got the organisational skills to do it and uh, you're willing to make those tough decisions. Like I've, probably a bit too pathetic to do that or whatever want to like me so was, were these these decisions that you mentioned obviously we, we spoke about the personnel there was there was I remember myself thinking okay I'm I'm down to move up to the ones again but I want us to build a proper team not a team of, of players who were there by default that was really important to me a team of like you know players like Hashi who aren't just great off the pitch but also add something to the team on the pitch and really show that desire and and energy in training week in week out that you that I want to kind of be a must-have for a ones player and I remember very clearly for me that being a very clear must be before I move up to the ones is that something you guys spoke about as well like the the sort of the the team revamp and how to put together a team or was it just like well whoever's there will take and we'll kind of make it up from there how how did how did you approach that Alex for me I I I've always sort of said whenever I put my name forward as, as as the ones manager that we would from pre-season wipe the clay clean, you know, regardless of if you've been in the ones before, or been in the ones for the last five or six years, you know, it's you know, this is a, this is the new team and we need to sort of rebuild it. So sort of pre-season, you know, there were some players that had never played in the ones, been in threes players, you know, that that were doing really well pre-season, and you know, we tried players in different positions and. You know, that's how we sort of built the squad around it, regardless of, you know, if you've been in the ones before, it was it was purely on, you know, the whatever it was, 10 or 12 weeks of pre-season, the matches that we were playing then, who turned up for pre-season. And if, and if you weren't there, it was like, well, we can't. We don't know what ability you're like going to be on the first game of the season. So, mm. you know, go and 
the mentality shift was go and prove yourself in the twos and threes. <clears throat> you know, if you've not been around or maybe you've, you know, had a a small preseason, go and prove yourselves in the other teams and then come come up. And I think we did that. It might have been, I think we did that really well. Yeah, moving players to and to mm. and from the ones, twos and threes. How did you suss um, out who the spine of your team would be? Was that down to like personal conversations with the with the players? Did you kind of have an idea in mind going into it? Did you sort of rock up to training or just give everyone a chance in the team? How did you how did you kind of circle in on on the 17, 18, 20 players that you ended up playing throughout the, the year? It was it was it was purely down on ability throughout the whole of preseason, see where players are, see what players are like during preseason, you know, get them in games, get them in systems. You know, we, we tried, you know, Dwayne quite higher up pitch. We tried Evelyn higher up pitch to try and, you know, accommodate them and ended up then putting them back to, to full back positions where they felt more comfortable in. So I think it was just a trial and error really preseason. And, and that's probably the only thing that I think we sort of, I wish we nailed on a little bit earlier, you know, nailed on, positions you know prior to the start of the season because I don't think we sort of did that too well yeah. um, I think that had to develop over time I remember a lot of um, a lot of energy spent from myself but also I think between the three of us in sort of the early part of the season figuring out who should play in what position where everyone's best position was what our best formation was how because it was a new team wasn't it like there there was Obviously, you mentioned Keir, the 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 influx of players like Dwayne, Mario, Oli, Evelyn, who who joined in January a year ago, but then there was also the likes of 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 Hashi, of me, of then later the Swiss ballers, of of a lot of players you hadn't really played. To. I don't think Alex, you and I had played together before. Keir, maybe you and I a game or two um, when you dropped down to help out, but not never really a team that had kind of worked as a unit. And I remember kind of asking myself where do I fit in here you know where where's my best position in this and kind of not knowing at that stage what the answer was to that um but then it kind of had to we had to kind of hit the ground running because the first game was was economicals at home and I remember that I I went to watch the game last season's game you played against economicals which Andy Beach was still was still the team captain at that point and it was a home game and I think they had a player sent off halfway through the the first half even and and the one still lost because they were just they were over all over the pitch like a swarm of bees they were so powerful so energetic so strong physical good footballers and I remember thinking wow we're not quite ready yet at this point we're you know we've just only I've just learned everyone's names here um and then and then we managed to pull off a, a, what I actually think was one of the best team performances all season, a 2-0 win, clean sheet. We we played really well. It was a very solidaric a, a, a performance, sort of a very solidaric, solidaric, is that the word? Um, performance where, where we all kind of showed that not only are we good footballers, but actually we're also going to be a good team because we were ready to fight for each other and to like work hard for each other. Do you remember that game, Keir? What were your what were your thoughts going into that? Were you were you nervous? Because at that point you were captain, weren't you? You were very much Alex was very yeah. much training for his marathon and not playing any footy. Yeah, uh, my thoughts. Yeah, relieved Alex was on the pitch. Guys, <laughs> no I'm joking. Uh, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly had full belief that we would go in and win that game. Right, I don't think there has been a single game this season. Well, I haven't felt that we, like man for man, we are better players on the pitch than the other team, and that we can do it. Um, for me, 
that first proper result of the season against Economicals was just like a continuation of a great pre-season that we had where we were unbeaten against teams way above our station, right? That, for me, it was just like the cherry on, on the cake for it. You know, it was like, it was just felt like it, it was fate. And it set a really good tone, I think, to the start of the season. Um, second game, I think, was the draw to Rygate. The two-all draw, right? Yeah. Um, that presented a couple of challenges because suddenly, like, our bubble had been burst slightly and there were times in that game there were kind of there was finger pointing going on and that was tough because it felt like the honeymoon period was over but we came back and we we bounced back from that and then again had a few great performances off the back of that Uh, yeah yeah, I want to I want to just quickly interrupt here and and talk about that 2-2 draw because it was very much I, I remember we changed it to a back three to accommodate players coming in and wanting to give game time and again still finding our feet I think Mm. and it was a very small pitch and perhaps in hindsight it wasn't so great I also remember you Alex saying that it was a good point at the time and and me thinking I quite disagree with this I think it was too dropped and and obviously we'd love to have those two points now looking back at it it was it was very much a case of we didn't finish our chances that game. We we had opportunities to score four or five, and then a sin bin and then an injury to to me um, towards the last ten minutes of the game didn't really help us. I think you get sin bin. No, okay. no, no. Oli got sin bin. He gave oh. away a pen and got got sent or sin bin or sent off. I can't remember. Some he he left the sin pitch. Bin, yeah, and then I got a, a you like were my, concussed, right? Yeah, yeah I, I got I got my my head taken off by the big lad. Um, was that sort of a sign of us still finding our feet? Because I remember also there was a lot of discussion at the time about egos in the squad because we're all very determined to win. We're all very driven lads, aren't we? Like, I think that's mm. one of the characteristics <clears throat> that make this team that we're all we're all very like ambitious, and then that can also lead to clashes. Did you did you struggle at that time to? Or did you ever doubt at the time that we would come together as a team, Alex, after that result, maybe? No, I wanted to keep the spirits high after that because we, you know, we had been unbeaten for a while, you know, throughout the whole of pre-season. We just beat economicals. You know, it was a tiny pitch. We didn't play well. This sort of system, the formation didn't didn't work mm. for the pitch that we were playing on, you know, and the oppo that we were playing against. So to come out of it, I think it would have been not the right time of season to say yeah, two points drop, lads. You know, it was you know, look, you know, we're we're four points off of our first two games. You know, let's build on that, and, and we did. I think it was just I look back at that game, and that's probably the one I one I regret because you know it was a small pitch. We played three at the back, we played three set of backs, didn't we? We had two two wing backs. Yeah. It just didn't it didn't work. Um, but I sort of learned a lot from that game. <clears> I think and. You know, they were the sort of times that we started then changing, you know, our formation, realised that, you know, we need to sort of play play the pitch and play the opposition a little bit more rather than just sticking 11 men on the pitch and hoping for the best. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I made some changes at half-time, I think, or halfway through the halfway through the second half or first half, I can't remember, but and that sort of killed it, I think. You know, we were sort of dominating the middle and I tried to create a bit more space on the wings, you know, having a sort of a flat back four, it just didn't. It didn't work. I think, but yeah, we were, we were still finding our feet as well. Like we we dropped Davide for that game because 
he hadn't been training the time before, right? Because we were just so we had such a big squad, like we were just completely stuck on how to actually pick players. Because whilst we had a big squad, we still had fifteen players wanting to play, or sixteen, seventeen players wanting to play every week. And it's like we got to a point where, like, how the hell do we begin to narrow down like a set of quality players who were so invested in the club in a team? We had to just drop Davide because he hadn't been training, yeah. and it's like. You know, you look back and that's fucking crazy. Like he's potential player of the season for a lot of people, yeah. And it was that, but we, we were finding our feet, man, and we, we were learning. We were I think learning. I think the three of us were were as well. I remember struggling a little bit at that time about my my role. I think I mean hindsight is a beautiful thing now, but I remember at the time being a bit overwhelmed, kind of between stamping my own authority on a team that I felt like I was very much a newcomer to, um, which I don't know might sound crazy now because it's been so established but at that point I was still it was my second game with with you all you know and I had I wasn't there for all of preseason, so I still felt like I was finding my feet within the team and then at the same time you know I also wanted to take responsibility and I wanted to be more involved in in sort of the 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 admin captaining side of of things and and I felt a bit in between two two worlds of trying to sort myself out as a player and and letting you know Alex do your thing and and still giving my advice without losing my head I remember that being a very difficult period for Mm. almost feeling like it's a bit of too many cooks because we all had that many ideas and this is how we should play and that's how we should have set up and and you know I think that very much is a result of of maybe having too many um ideas in our in our minds and not quite knowing yeah just finding our feet really in, in that period and and I don't think if if that game had been in the second part of the season, I, I there's no way we would have conceded two <clears throat> goals against against that team. It was yeah, it was I agree. But also, yeah. just to add to that, Fabi, there was like there was a third world in there as well, where like you know we're taking it to a new level. And I remember you told me this, Alex, at training because it was midpoint in the season. I think was the biggest challenge for me just before the Sheen game and things changed. Yeah, I felt that like. There, there were a lot of negative vibes coming through and maybe it was just the position we were in, the kind of pressure that was on us. But Alex said to me that, like, we're taking it to a new level and we're seeing the results. We got promoted kind of by default last last season. We came fourth and yet we're still battling for the title in this league. People will either be on that journey with you and some might not be, yeah. And we've had some great players that have dropped down to the twos, love them to bits, but they probably couldn't really handle that pressure that was coming, yeah? So that was the other factor at play as well, that we are kind of bringing it to a new level and people people will get left behind, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, that was, that. I think you summed it up really well there because we had, in that time, we had a couple of, of cup runs which started off really good and then you drop 5% and immediately the sort of the, the growing pains are, are exposed again and then we crashed out of both cups Within a couple of weeks, we 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 dropped points at Rygate. As we said, we we had that horrible, horrible, muddy game at London Welsh, where I think was probably our worst performance as a team. That on that horrible Gunnersbury Park muddy pitch, which should really have mm. never been on, considering mm. the conditions we played in. And then came sort of the as you mentioned there, the, the turning point really, which was the the game, the first game against Sheen which we lost 3-2 we we lost the game but it was 
I felt like it was a f- the first time we really played to our potential. We gave away two very soft penalties that game, which on another day we we don't give away either one of them. And I I lose the ball in a silly position where I don't think I've lost the ball that many times this year. So despite losing that game, it felt and it looks like in hindsight a turning point. Do you agree with that, Alex? That first Sheen game away. Um, yeah, I think it's when we started really realizing that we can sort of fight with the best in in these sort of leagues. But for me, I, I think I, I bring it all the way back to pre-season when we played Actonians. You know, for me, that's when I realised that we've got a really good squad here. There's some really good players in this team because we played, I think it was a mix of Actonians ones and threes. And that's for me when I sort of was on the sideline thinking, we got a really good squad here, like we can compete with the best. And I don't think, I don't think at times we probably showed enough of our ability or, or our belief, but for me, that was the game. You know, it was towards the end of pre-season and we absolutely dominated, you know, Tony's ones and threes. You know, really, really good team, proper proper football inside. And and that's from being a manager thinking, yeah, we've, we've got a really good season going on here. But I think, I think, I think it was the, just the belief, really. And I think what I'm trying to say is that the, the significance of the, of the Sheen game was perhaps that we, for the first time, sort of played the system we then stuck to for the rest of the season. I remember playing yeah, 4-4-2. Yeah. Myself and I think Ollie were up top, and then we had yeah. Jaden and and Gio on the wing, sort of using those those wide players to go deep. We 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 spoke about how we want to get forward, how we want to score the goals, and we created a, a bunch of chances in that game as well over going over the wide players trying to get in behind the defense. And I think that that's why I'm kind of highlighting that game because it was the first time we played that four four two that we then stuck to for the rest of the year. Do you, do you see what I mean there? I mean, I, I get yeah. I get what you mean. Actonians on that 4G was was a brilliant game just because you saw the potential that we had in the squad. But at that point, you know, compared that team to the Sheen game and the setup, I think it was very different. <clears throat> yeah, we, we spoke about it a lot, didn't we? That we're not con- we weren't conceding goals at the beginning of the, the beginning of the season, but we were playing. You know, we were playing a completely different system. We were playing almost like a five at the back. You know, and almost sort of three strikers with really only sort of one, you know, as a sort of a centre forward. And it didn't, we weren't scoring, but we we weren't conceding. So that was probably the, the, the game where we started to change it, go back into 4-4-2. Mm. And, and I think that really, that, that really helped us, didn't it? You know, then we got a sort we of really good line like, after that. I think we scored like 18 goals in five games after that or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, half yeah. of them scored by Elevate you. us. Yeah, I, I mean, the, yeah, I, I think it was it, we left the pitch in in more or less decent spirits because we were we were beaten by a very good side. I think I think the draw would have been a fair result. We we probably got a bit unlucky in those two games against Sheen. We'll get to the second one in a bit, but but then I remember really being a case of okay, if, if we continue like this, we're going to put together a run of really good results, and and that's exactly what happened. I mean, you know, we we still didn't concede which kind of what you said there, Kiri, you know, we, we we didn't concede throughout the most part of the first part of the season. And then we, we kept that defensive solidity, but we started adding goals on the other on the other side of the pitch. You know, JB started getting into into a scoring form. Oli started finally scoring some goals. Because I remember we were like at this point of the of the season, he hadn't actually scored a game a goal. And then he got two against Cheen and that, that kind of opened the floodgates for him a little bit for the next couple of, of weeks. And then Jaden coming in added an extra bit of flair, and and Alex was getting back into it as well. Just, just I think we we found our feet in that sort of time, and and obviously the question I need to ask here is, 
what the hell, Kia? You scored like four or five goals in that period. What what happened to you there, man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. Like I was uh I remember I was at work, right, and I was setting some personal goals. And I remember it was in September and I was like, by by January I want to have three assists at football. I want to have three assists. And then come January I'd scored four goals. I was like, what what's what's going on here? I think for me it was like just a bit of a change of mentality. So obviously the big centre backs, you know, you go up you kind of create a bit of a presence in the box. But the last few seasons, I've never really felt I could score. I mean, usually you have Ray there, who's probably the best person I've ever come across in, in an aerial duel ever. Usually the balls would go to him. Now, without Ray there, maybe, I don't know, people targeted me a bit more. I don't really know. But for me, it was mainly the belief that when I step in that box, like I, I can score. That's the thing. And I wasn't really hiding away from it or letting other people do it. Like every ball that come in, I'd think, right, this is for me. And I think, yeah, four out of the six goals I scored this season were, were, were headers. I need, I need to ask you this at this point as well. How much do you think my set piece routines have played a role in that? Oh, great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> set piece routine one, when we're all on the outside of the box. Yeah. yeah coming in, I'd scored two from that. And then set piece number two, Evelyn's, you know, lofted, curled cross coming in. All it took was just a little flick right by the keeper. So, yeah, they've been, yeah, great. It would be good to adapt on that next season or add another yeah. one to the mix, maybe. For sure, for sure. It's something I'm yeah, already looking yeah. into. Um, Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne's been texting me weekly about new set-piece routines that he wants to add, and I'm, we're, we're cooking stuff. We'll we'll come up with a couple of <laughs> ideas um, for sure. But Because I, I think it's such a it's such an easy, it's, it's free goals, isn't it? Like, I mean, Evelyn's got like, nine assists this year and yeah, at nice. least at least five of them have just come from corners because his delivery is great and then he just gets if he has players like like you Keir, like Ferg who's attack who loves attacking a ball like you know Ray as well you're just going to get five six goals by default every year and that's that mm. can make a huge difference to any team you know yeah. like look how many games we've won by one goal you know like any set play can just win you the game for free and I love that because I've never really been part of a Brent side that's been particularly dangerous it's all been a bit random from set plays yeah. and that's yeah, been a really, really missed really that part, for sure and it's yeah. it's just added something I mean you know it, it obviously it's it, it, I call it my set plays but it, it takes 11 players to, to pull them off and it takes a whole squad knowing what we're doing and it's it's made a big difference I think in that period as well in that sort of second part of the season it's it's it really helped us um get over the line in, in, in games and just be dangerous. Just have an idea, I think, creates creates something. Yeah. We are going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about Oli departing and the Swiss ballers coming in in January. We'll be right back. And we're back. We're back to talk about January. We were sort of in a good moment at the time. I remember coming back from the Christmas break, really looking forward to the rest of the games. And then... The bombshell hitting that Oli, one of our key players in forward positions, was was leaving. At this point, we need to shout out Oli, of course, and and wish him and mm-hmm. and his um, baby mama to be all the best. He's expect they're expecting their first kid at the end of June, I believe. So all the best to Oli at that point. But if he left, kind of out of what I think for most of us was out of nowhere uh, at the end of January, and we were quite worried, weren't we, Alex? Oh, 100%. He was, he was such a big player, such a big player for our pre-season, such a big player at the beginning of the season. But I think it it just made people, other players step up. You know, people realise that you've got big shoes to sort of fill. So that it 
although it was sort of a big loss for him, it was sort of an opportunity for for quite a few other players to to realise that they need to start chipping in with the goals, need to start chipping in with assists. You know, and after he left, I think we went on a it was a six or seven winning streak, wasn't it? So I think it was yeah, it, it was a big loss. He could have, you know, helped in those games, but I think it was good to give an opportunity for sort of other players to to go into that position, I think. Yeah, I think I think we maybe in a in a sense it was maybe a case of of other people having to take responsibility because you know he was he was a figure off the pitch I, as well. I felt he was you know he's mm. he's always he's always there to have a good time. He's always vocal. He's always in a good mood, really. Ollie, he's, he's he guarantees you laughs and and a bit of banter and and what it kind of did to the squad is it made us all carry more responsibility and, and, you know, Gus coming in at the time. And, and of course also yeah. the Swiss ballers coming in at the time, I, I felt really gave us a boost at the right time. And, and yeah, as you said, I think six games, the the winning streak went on. Maybe, maybe let's, let's go there then. I mean, a lot of postponements in, in that time, of course, the one of the games um, got voided in that time yeah, as a as as the you know you were again then kind of shunted into midfield a little bit. What what was the impact for you that the the Swiss ballers and Gus <clears throat> had in that period after losing after losing Oli? Uh, yeah, I thought they were they were they were really good lads, both of them. Um, I got to know Tom Ar better than better than Armin really because Armin wasn't around for too long. He was he was a great player, man. Like as a defender, people like Armin scared it. And shit out of me, mate. Like if we run, he'll run at you. He, he's brave. He'll take the risks, and he's got the ability to kind of do that. Toma, just what what a top lad, man. Great chat. Um, very active in the group chats. You know, good player, good person on and off the pitch. I thought it really helped elevate elevate spirits even more. Whilst we we're having a good time, they just kind of complemented the whole structure, the whole team mentality really well. Yeah, it'd be sad to not have them around next season yeah how the hell are we gonna replace replace Toto he's been he's pretty much come into the team and and just added an extra layer I thought he was really good in the last game I mean I I wasn't really watching that much because I was blinded by pain but he 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 stepped into midfield even and I think he was you know he he was just carrying more and more um, responsibility what was what was key Alex in this period was it just a case of not changing too much and just kind of keeping the flow going or what were you what were you looking out for in this period of the of the season this six match winning streak what was the key to that we sort of relied on him to be that sort of man up front with JB but it was sort of the time that Gus started playing for us you know like you said with with, with, uh, Toto coming in so I think we just needed someone a like for like which I think we sort of found in Gus so it, it probably would have been a different story if Gus hadn't come in, if Thomas hadn't come in, if Armand didn't play a couple of games. You know, it would probably would have been, we probably would have felt the impact a lot more. But with Gus coming in, you know, he was he was a real threat whenever he was on the pitch. You know, his long throws, running in behind, his strength. You know, he was chipping in with goals all over the pitch. So I think that really helped us at the right time. So I think the mentality was not changed too much. We didn't need to you know, change the formation or, or whatever it may be. But it was also, I think we probably had 11 players, but maybe not the formation to fit around the 11 players. You know, like Ollie probably wants to play a little bit more midfield. It's probably that little bit more minded. Whereas we had those sort of two midfielders, you know, sort of set, you know, we needed a sort of a striker. So it, it probably, 
in terms of the overall 11 on the pitch or 14 in the squad, it, it probably wasn't, it, that's why it probably wasn't felt as bad as what it, what we thought it, or what we feared it would do, I think. Yeah, we managed to compensate really well as a team. And, and I think, I think also JB deserves a shout out for this, for this uh, period because he really started scoring scoring goals yeah. he's a little fox in the box I mean he's always backed himself hasn't he and and there was times I, I personally there was times where I was like he he's just not doing it at the moment you know he keeps saying about scoring all these goals and I'm just not seeing it and then during that period this the the this sort of spring period he just he kind of came up with a goal or two in every game whether he played 90 or 60 or 30 minutes you know he was just there all the time and and I think that was that was quite nice because even even when Gus or or the wingers or whoever else was on a scoring run wasn't scoring you know we had an extra person <clears> kind of coming up with the goods in in that period which was really which was really good to have on that note I just want to shout out like the mentality of JB and Kel this season I think that they have both been a complete asset to the club like they they haven't played the full 90 every game but they've taken it on the chin they're there to help like the youngers coming through and you know they've supported Alex and me like the whole time I think they've been a great asset this year so shout yeah, out to those huge two. huge shout out to those two especially, you know especially it... JB he's, he's probably played the least minutes but I think he's our top goal scorer so I think it's it's testament the minute he steps on the pitch he's He's there to to do his best, and he's, you know, him and Cal have probably had two of the least minutes in the in the club, but they've had some really big performances. So, mm. yeah, huge huge respect to them, lads. Yeah, Kel scored a couple of huge goals in in big games towards the end of the of the yeah. season in in that last game against uh, Old Strand, and then and also a way to to Dorkin to Dorkin. Um, what a goal! Yeah, I massive, mean, massive goal. I mean, people kept you know talking about the the little the little pluck down the sky from you Alex and and my passing behind but he still had a lot to do on that finish and yeah. run it was it was a really great goal um and i think one one of the things that i sometimes feel they bring on the topic of the two of them maybe Kel and, and JB is a sort of a, a sort of um a, a relaxedness that we sometimes lack I sometimes feel like I'm so in tunnel vision about wanting to win this game at all costs and we have to perform and all about getting the maximum result and then you have a player you know I'm I'm like playing this massive game against Old Strand it's a must win game Kel scores a goal we're all in the huddle after the celebration and he's like what what's the score and you know that's kind of like it's such a <laughs> it, it, it's funny obviously because how can you not know the score but in a way, it kind of shows, you know, he's 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 got that. I mean, he's 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 the oldest, or one of the both the oldest in in the team, and and he's just got a different approach to it. You know, we're all like down in the trenches, wanting to do, all, and he's just like, guys, it's football. You know, we do our best, we we show up, we we play the way we play, and we, it's going to be fine. And he's kind of got that mo- mentality of being just in the moment. And I sometimes feel like I lack that a little bit where I'm like all thinking about how important this is and we need to get three points here and yada yada and he's just like what's the score just because he's like in a in a different mindset and I think that's a really helpful <laughs> thing to have I think it was if it was yeah I don't know 17 of of players like like Kira or me or you Alex as well and, and we've got a lot of them you know who have that single-minded approach of just win at all costs I think yeah. it's really refreshing to have those players as well who kind of mix it up a little bit and bring maybe a little bit of playfulness and a bit of um for sure, it's a good balance. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. good balance. Also, as well, Kel started heading the ball a lot more, so maybe he's just yeah. lost a few brain cells. That's why he can't remember. 
he's done it a few times now i'm proud of him man every time he does it and he connects to it i'm like yes kel i forgot to him afterwards because yeah, well <laughs> he's a big he's a big lad he can use that much more um <laughs> yeah how i mean let's i suppose let's round it off the the sort of the chronological review with with that last game at economicals where we're a we're a point ahead of them, I think, at the time, or two points ahead even. So we need we need a draw to go up and finish second. We we bring down Oli from Chester because uh, Gus is unavailable for the game. We think Oli can always do a job. Where I'm personally thinking we're not quite on their level because they had been on a really good run as well. I think they're probably a bit of a more balanced team than us at the time. Um, and then 30 minutes into the game, Reese, who came in on that last day and scored a hat trick. Um, scores three. I had another yeah. one with we're four fair. one up. We're cruising. It looks like it's going to be our day. And then within pretty much ten minutes, uh, Ollie gets sent off for a second yellow, and and I don't injure my knee too badly. Just manifesting that. Um, and then we end up losing seven four which is a scoreline we've just never even come close i mean it's a it's an unusual scoreline anyway but what a crazy game that was and and what a weird way to to end the season what are your what are your thoughts on on that game now looking back on it two weeks alex i mean it was a mad a mad first half an unbelievable first half and i don't you know i was on the sidelines for the whole of the first half and it, it was it was a spectacle to watch i mean it was fantastic to watch but I mean, we, I don't think we were cruising, you know, although we were, what, 4-1 up after 30, 35 minutes, I didn't feel like we were cruising. I felt like, you know, they they could have scored a couple of goals quite comfortably, like they missed a couple of chances, a couple of really good chances. So I think that we were sort of riding our luck and I saw it on the sideline that, you know, even, even when we were 4-1 up after 35 minutes or 30 minutes, that it could quite easily turn. You know, they were a very good side. They were popping the ball around. Reese and... Reese coming in with a hat trick in 35 minutes was unbelievable. What and it was player. just, and I was just saying to JB on the sideline, you know, like get warm. You're about to sort of come on for Ollie, you know, after 30, 35 minutes, just as he sort of got his first, uh, first yellow card. And after that, I think it, to play the best part of 60 minutes with 10 men on the pitch on a big pitch, 4G against a very good team was, was tough. So, you know, they're, they're a very good team. You know, they've just won the cup. You know, they were... Did they win I it? They just beat... Did they go they all the way? It, yeah. Really? They went all the way. And then they beat... I think they beat London Welsh, like 7-0 the week before. You know, they're a you know, really, really good team. That I think will do well in the league above. To play against them for 60 minutes with 10 men, you know, it was it was tough. And we, <clears> we <throat> held our own for... Held our own until the, what, 85th minute, something like that? You know, it was four all until yeah. 80th, 85th minute. You know, then a then an injury for you, Fabian, and Hashi comes off. Yeah, it just yeah. seven four seven four doesn't reflect the game, but nah, it's a hard one to take. Yeah, it it was real real tough. It was real tough, man. They also their first team they're in they're in the prem, so I think they've taken a couple players down because their first team are doing terribly in the prem. Um. Few things I learned was that we, I think we did all lose our heads slightly. In fact, quite a lot after, probably after you went off, Fabi, 
that was a big turning point. Um, I think in hindsight, we were just playing it long every chance we got. But there were spells even when we had when we were down to nine, we were knocking the ball about, and they could get nowhere near us. I think in hindsight, we should have just retained the ball a bit longer, hoof it long if we have to, but. We could have just crewed, like we could have just passed the ball around possession based football, drain the clock. Um, we were still trying to press them quite high, still at times as well. I think maybe should have just gone like five at the back, part the bus kind of thing. But, um, you know, we learn like it's an experience that to be part of that game, I've never played a game like that. That was an incredible game to play, like it had everything, it had everything. Um, so I'm kind of I kind of feel blessed, but also like it's a great learning experience. Like if that happens again, I don't think we would let it slip like we did. Yeah, I mean, I'm still I I felt I felt like it was on a personal note. Obviously, there's there's a lot. I've I've spent a lot of time on that game over the past couple of weeks or so for for more than just sporting reasons. Obviously, um, and I I felt like. I know it looked like we weren't cruising, but on the pitch, it felt like we were we were in control. I felt like it was the one performance since really the first economicals game. Because it's a weird thing when you play a better side, you find that you raise your level as well, just because of the way they mm. approach how they defend. It, they kind of force you to play a certain way of mm. football, which I think we're we're quite happy to do. You know, if we if we're asked to knock it about much rather than just kind of lumping it forward and teams want you to lump it forward and then you kind of adapt to that as well but against economicals they kind of ask you almost to play it out the back and then see if they can press you and it becomes like a more tactical thing <clears throat> and I felt like we were we were battering them in, in midfield but they were getting in behind over the sides yes because they have some really good wide players as well and, and some power and, and strength going forward but I felt like Hashi and I were winning that midfield duo and we were going forward and feeding the ball into into Reese and Oli and Toto kind of scooching in on the side. We were playing some amazing football in that first half. And and um yeah, I, I'm sure one, if we stay with eleven when we win that game, and two, if I stay on the pitch, I think even with ten we would have mm. had a very good, very good shout. That's me personally, that's not saying, you know, I'm like integral to the team but I, I just felt like I was we were the way we'd set up and we were communicating really well Kira you and I I felt like we, we, we yep. it was it was just better than than most other games from what I experienced for that first 40 minutes and then yeah yeah um, yeah. yeah let's let's leave it there for that game um, because I don't think it's necessarily uh, uh, so so representative of the season to talk about a game that we lose by three um, can, can I just say just to finish off this point yeah uh, when I when I gained the courage to look at the the table, despite the seven four loss, we still were second best defense for goals conceded across the season, and that's in the face of a seven four loss. Like yeah. that is phenomenal. And whilst we there's still a lot to do in terms of goals scored, I know second half of the season we changed that. Um, we ended up with a goal difference of plus like sixteen at the end of it which is a great foundation i think to build on For sure. if we can keep if we can keep reese going into next season what a player he is man yeah some of the finishes he was putting off were just mind blowing like, yeah. i can't even do that on fifa yeah. and he's bashing it out in real life yeah mental is, yeah. Do you know the defensive record is testament to to i think both of you um alex for setting up a very solid defense and and going with with 
you know, very powerful, a good mix of power and pace and, and defensive sort of prowess, you know, with Hashi in there in midfield. And then the back line of, of Kier, I keep telling you, you're the best centre-back in, in the league. And I stand by that statement. And, you know, Davide, what a player he's been. And, and then we have a, a, almost a, a wealth of, of riches on the on the fullback positions with with Alex now playing there towards the end of the season and, and Dwayne and, and Evelyn. And it's it makes it a lot easier for someone like me, who's really only come into centre midfield this year to to play in front of that. It's it's yeah, I mean, huge, huge testament to, to what all of you have done. And and I think the one player we haven't mentioned here that we need to mention is, is Mario because he's yeah. just the best keeper in the league. I mean, you know, you know he drops yeah. he drops he drops one at the end against economicals, which I know he's still mad about. But I mean, there's no way we get to that deciding game without him. You know, he's been mm-hmm. so good. Um, no, I, I said to him after the game, he, he he dropped one, but he also made at least three unbelievable saves. Yeah. So any other keeper in the league, maybe they wouldn't have dropped that goal, but then they would have also let in those two or three goals easily. Yeah, any 100%. other keeper in our league would have let those two or three goals in. So yeah. overall, I said, look, keep your head up because you know, you've saved us, you know, more more than actually letting in that goal. Yeah, a hundred percent, unbelievable keeper for sure. Shout out to Mario and his new cafe in Richmond, which you should all go and check out. Let's talk about more the season in general again and, and maybe do a little bit of a, of a self-critical part here. Alex, how would you say the three of us have, have found sort of the, our own feet within like the little group chat that we have and how we've kind of found our own individual roles with this, with this sort of triangle of, of, of responsibility that we, we hold between the three of us. I think it's worked really well. I think we have at times different opinions you know, on systems, on players perhaps, but I think we've not sort of fallen out about it. You know, we've we've sort of agreed in the end. You know, a lot of the time where maybe I've had a different opinion to, to you, Fabi, it's sort of, you know, I can, you know, you've sort of said on a few occasions, so I can, un, you know, I can see why you would do that. Maybe not what I would do, but I can see why you would do that or or play this system or or, or pick these 14 players or whatever. So I think that's worked really well. You know, we've we've had different opinions throughout the season, but it's sort of we've understood why somebody else would have a different opinion, if you see what I mean, which I think has worked really well. Um I think at the beginning of the season we had probably the same mindset, but we would have probably gone about it a different way. I think you probably agree with that. You know, we've had a few long chats about it. But overall I think it's worked really well, in my opinion. It's just, it's also good to have someone, you know, two other people there to sort of bounce ideas off of. You know, a few times we've just sort of chucked something in the in the group chat and go, what about this? And realise five minutes later, it's actually a terrible idea. Well, <clears> we should never yeah. do that. Because um, I think you know, we come then, at it from like a different perspective occasionally. Like, you know, someone might come from just a position of pure competition and like wanting to win. And then someone might come at it from more of a like, mentality standpoint or like a cultural standpoint so how would that affect the team if we did do that I think it kind of it all balances out really I think the main thing for us to understand here Alex and Fab I don't know if you'd agree but like just knowing Alex that you've got like the final decision on it and whatever the decision you make like yeah we'll back it but um, you give us the freedom just to just express ourselves how we want and it's like it doesn't really leave the group chat it just kind of stays with us and you know your your decisions are final at the end of the day 
Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. But talking about like ability wise, like we talk about Davide dropping him on the second game of the season, it was a decision that was probably difficult to make. But I think I look back at that and think overall with the mentality of you know players needing to be at training every week to know that they're going to be playing if we hadn't have dropped Davide, knowing that he hadn't been a pre-season, the whole mentality shift, I think would have been different. But yeah, I think I think it's worked really well in my opinion. I've, I've mm. really enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, we, we spoke about consistency and, and I mean, you know, can the, compare the, the first 14 of the season with the last 14 of the season and there's only four different players um, in from that first squad compared to the second one, or to the last one. Um, there's like 13 players who who have 10 or more appearances uh, last season. This season, there was 21. Uh, sorry, no, that's bullshit. Sorry, I'm, that, <laughs> I'm, I dropped the line. Sorry, there was 21 players this season that had more than two appearances. So 21 was like the number of players we've played. Last season, that number was 31. So that's almost a full 11 of extra players that you know Andy Beach was using last season which I know is is something he spoke about as well he he struggled with just the 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 size of the squad because you can't you know how are you going to play 31 <laughs> players throughout a year and last season that he he used 41 different players at any given time we had 27 in total you know okay. which is hugely different I mean that's a full squad of 13 that the difference a full squad of 14 the difference there so I think it works that we found our feet and we found like a language that we speak and we can talk and we can, you know, kind of bounce off of each other. What you said there, Alex, but I think it's also testament to the 21 or 27, even that we've, that we've had in the squad to be around every week, to be reliable every week, to be, you know, there was players who were available for 16 out of 16 league games, you know, and I mean, ridiculous that, and, and I'm talking like not one or two, I'm talking 10, 12 players who, who had that availability and I think on on this level of football you know it's it's amateur football it's Saturday league it's not it's not semi-pro or professional even I mean I don't think many teams in our league can can boast that you know there's the commitment of of this squad has been second to none and that's really Mm -hmm. impressed me and that's really helped us as well getting some consistency going and making the chats a lot easier because then you have like you know instead of having to scrape for people and trying to fill 14 you have like 10 are in for sure because they've been around every week. They're at training every week. And then it, it's down to four out of the last six who are also available. Who do we pick? Why do we pick them? And so that's, I think, also a shout out to this squad. And and, and again, you know, that kind of sort of sort of comes back on you, Alex, of picking the, the, the people who you want to play with and you want to play in that team. So I think a, a huge, a huge well done on that from my side, because it's been it's been just really good vibes in, in this squad from both you as a as a coach but also the players who've kind of showed up and and been reliable and and been been there yeah. and and come back with performances also shout out to like the committee and the club structure now because when you know you get one of these really committed players like for whatever reason they can't make a game it's fine it happens it's life the club has allowed people from the twos or threes to step up without any friction and help plug the gap and i can think of quite a few players that have done that on multiple occasions and they've been great for us so yeah that has also really helped as well that wouldn't have happened last season or the season before in my experience with the club so that's great yeah, it's been it's been great in the cap in the captain's group it's been great you know I know Kia's in there but whenever you whenever you say you know maybe we need this player or 
you know, we want to try this person out. There's been no, there's been no problem. There's been none of a, oh, well, you know, we've got a big game this week. You know, we need to keep him. There's been none of that. It's been, it's been great. And we've had, had quite a few chats with Ben and, and Tyler about, you know, who's performing well in the twos and threes, you know, who's been doing well, who deserves a shot, you know, and they will openly honest and say, you know, this person or that person, you know, it's worked really well. But, of you know, of those 27 that we played this season, probably, well, at least half a dozen of them have been players that we've, we haven't had to bring into the squad to fill a squad. You know what I mean? We've had, we've, we've wanted to try them out. Mm. And we wanted to try out, you know, Sean, for example, and, Harriet, you know, Harry, et cetera, that, you know, we didn't sort of have to bring him into the squad just to fill a team of 14 or 13 or whatever. We, we sort of wanted to give them a shot and, you know, give them a chance in the ones. So I think that's been the big difference, which has mm. been great. Yeah, and also, sure. Also, sorry, just to add on to that, Alex, like last year, I don't know if you came across this, um, but some players, like individually, regardless of the captain's decision, some players didn't want to play for the ones they see it as like I don't know a, a bit of a clique um you know maybe a bit toxic in some respects right but this season every player we've asked they've been like yeah I'd love to thank you for the opportunity you know and that is a testament to the mentality again of the club this season like that's been class that's great yeah, I think we I think we wiped the slate clean, didn't we? From from mm. pre-season, we wiped it clean to say, look, you know, this is the opportunity. But but also the players that maybe we didn't pick, you know, we went round and 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 spoke to them all individually and said, you know, look, maybe we didn't pick you because we picked this person, you know, ahead of you or whatever it may be, and you know, we do sort of rate you as a player. So I think that was a big big shift. Plus all the players that sort of just got into the ones because you know, they've been in the ones for the last five or six years. It wasn't about that. You know, Ray is a Ray is a prime example. You know, he had to fight for his place. He's been in the been in the ones for years. So there were lots of players like that that we decided. Look, you've not been around. You're not really not been around preseason. You've not really proved yourself preseason. We can't pick you for the ones. You know, go and mm-hmm. prove yourself in other teams. I think that's the, been the big mentality shift, which is why maybe some other players have realised that you don't just walk into the ones because you've been in the ones last last season. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah. I hope that sort of mentality just carries on next next season and, and for the years to come, I think. You've set me up perfectly there, Alex, because the, the next thing I want to talk about quickly before we run out of time is is next year. You know, what's, what's the outlook here? I mean, we, we, we're yet to find out if we can actually get promoted or not. I think regardless of that, we, we are looking to challenge again for the top spots, whether that be top three, top four, whatever. We're definitely not going to face a relegation fight if we can keep the squad together. Um what are you going again next year? Is are we expecting to see you on the sidelines again, Alex? And and how about you, Kier? Because I know Kier, you've you you know you've you've also you've enjoyed the captaincy, but also it's it's a lot of responsibility. Maybe you start, Alex. What you what are your what's your outlook at this point in time? Uh, to be honest, it's been my most enjoyable season of football. So I don't know if that's been because of the the mentality or because you've you know been able to do the things that you wanted to do, you know, sort of run it the way that you wanted to run it. Whatever it is, it's, you know, I've enjoyed it. So if I've enjoyed it so much this season and it's because I've been the captain, I'd be quite happy to sort of do it again. But equally, if someone feels passionate about it and says, look, I really want to do it, I'm not going to say sort of, no, I want to sort of run for it. I'd rather someone that 
you know, if they feel passionate enough about it, I'd rather them sort of uh, have a go at it, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I hear that. Keir, Keir, what about you? You've, I know you're in in sort of the the midterm future. There's a there's a move out of London coming up for you. I believe it's fair to say. What what's he's he's staying. He's staying. What's your situation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I think I've got another season in me before before we leave. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like Alex. It's been my most enjoyable season. It's been great elevating the level. It's been great playing against teams like Economicals where we can have these crazy games. Like I've absolutely loved every minute of it. Even the challenges, you know, there are times where it's been pretty shit and I felt that like my mental health, to be honest with you, was taking a bit of a toll because of it. We've ironed out all those details now. And I think going into next season is such a good foundation to build on. People know their their place in the team. They know their role. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. What about you, Fabi? I mean, for me right now, I'm, I'm going to have to wait for my MRI tomorrow. Um, yeah. Cause that could potentially kind of put me out until the new year. If, if the worst case scenario does come up, which I obviously touch wood hope won't be the case. Um, but no, I've, I've had a great time. I've, I think, you know, this, this has been very good to kind of timeline where it's all come together. And I think the, the sort of December, January period was a really important period for, for not just the three of us as like, uh, that maybe the spearhead of this operation, but, but as, as our, as the, for the team as a whole to kind of click into gear, to really become a unit, to really become a team. Um, I do think we need two or three more players to kind of, add to the ranks if we want to challenge for the very top of the league, which if it's this league, if it's another league, um, Toto will be a big miss. Uh, we're not getting Oli back anytime soon either. So I think we do need mm. maybe one or two extra players. Um, but if we can keep the spine as it is, I also think those players are already at the club. I think there's going to be some conversations uh, with perhaps other players and other teams who've done really well. I'm not going to name them now. They know who who they are. <clears throat> ben Wilson. Um Oh, I name names shit. No, but it's been it's been it's been super fun, honestly. And I I I hope I hope I can get back to full fitness really quickly and, and we'll we'll pick up where we where we left off really. Yeah. The thing is with uh with, with with Saturday league football at our level, it's any anything can happen, you know, like someone could split up with their partner and next thing you know they move away and then there's just a massive hole there. So any anything can happen. I think we just got to try and recruit as best as we can this this summer. Uh, we need to leverage contacts. I mean, even our Wednesday six aside games. Try and speak to as many people that we think are good enough to try and just join preseason with us. All of that kind of stuff, man. That's the best we can do. Because anything can happen, as we've seen with Ollie. Yeah. You know. I'll I'll leave the last word to to you, Alex. What are your what what's your like what what what's the next challenge for you for next year? What are you what are you looking to to accomplish next as a as a manager? Then, if if you do take the the reins again, I, I remember. I think when we went to Dorking and we watched the, I think it was Dorking's ones playing in the Prem. I remember saying, I think to to you and and Kia, I think we've got a good enough squad, or at least vast majority of the squad to sort of compete with some of these top teams, you know, top teams in our league structure. 
So that's where I sort of see us going. I think we need to improve on quite a lot and maybe, you know, keep, maybe the twos keep pushing up so that, you know, when they're playing at a similar sort of standard so they can quickly sort of step up. And, you know, I think training has been brilliant. But I think I want to sort of get us to near where the sort of prem is, you know, or senior ones at least, because I think we've got, you know, a good handful of players that are good enough to walk into you know, a Prem team. So I think we just need to, like you said, maybe add another couple of players, you know, recyclefully, Gus being around every week, you know, JB coming back on, you know, on form, etc. I think it's, I'm really looking forward to it. So I think you just need to keep building through the ranks, really, is, is my sort of aim. Cool. But have another, have another good pre-season. I mean, I missed out on the whole of pre-season in the first three or four games of the year. So get back, get back fit and fight for positions. Indeed, I'll be I'll be there in in September to to fight for my place. Hopefully, um, boys, that's all we have You'll time there, for. Fabs. It's been it's been thank you, Kier. It's been it's been great chatting to the two of you. It's been great working towards our goals with the two of you throughout the season. I'm I'm really excited for whatever else is is to come uh, for Kier's. Hopefully, not last season next year. Um, but no, thank you so much for for hopping on this this pod with me. Uh, if if you're listening, if you're part of the team, please get in touch, get involved, give us your opinion on what we've just discussed. And uh, I leave with massive thanks to both Alex and, and Kia for today. What a season. Yeah, thank yeah, you thanks, very much. Fabi. Cheers, Cheers, Alex. Yeah. Great season. Enjoyable. Yeah. Cool beans. Yeah. Goodbye. Cool. Goodbye soon, from yeah. us. Yeah. Ciao for now. Peace. See you later, lads. Bye-bye.